0: Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dave Minifee. Now, I'm going to start and say this about Dave. He is an enthusiastic leader, faithfully committed to developing those around him in order to make it happen. But what is your title, Dave.
1: My title is Chief Experience Officer and Executive Vice President for Corporate Strategy at Centene.
0: Okay, I love Chief Experience Officer. That's so awesome. What does that mean?
1: Oh, that's a that's a good a one. loaded question. Right. So, um, I started off as the first Chief Marketing Officer for the company uh, about six years ago with Centene, and we started to realize that the healthcare experience is not super awesome and there's no amount of marketing or advertising that can change the way people feel about how they interact with the healthcare system. And so about two years ago, we decided to change my title to chief experience officer. And that's really a sphere of influence rather than a sphere of control job. So I get to work with our IT organization, our operations organization, and uh, with HR and and pretty much everybody throughout Centene to improve how we interact with our members and our providers.
0: Wow. That is, and it's true. I mean, we all have our health care
1: horror stories. It's alright. It's, it's not good, man. It's not good. <laughs>
0: no, it isn't. I mean, I remember one time going to the emergency room and, and like, there was like, I wasn't a person. It's like, oh, just, she's, just wheel her over there somewhere. We'll get to her when we get to it. I'm like, what? Wait, I don't understand. I, what's going on? And they're, they're like, I felt like no one could ever answer questions. And so, knowing what people have gone through, what does it look like on the, the end of the person now for, for sent team? What, what kind of experience are you? Creating for them.
1: Well, we're trying to at least get to neutral. Uh, right now, we know uh, in about a third of the touch points that we have with our members, we are uh, ticking them off. Oh,
0: sorry, members.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the state of the of the category. Um, let, let's talk about uh, you know going to a burger joint and, and ordering a, a hamburger. Uh, can, do you know how much it's going to cost when you order the hamburger? Yeah. So when you went to the emergency room, did you know how much it was going to cost? Not a clue.
0: And dollar signs were popping into my head.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, they they charged you at the time, right? They charged you your copay. Right. So imagine if you went to the burger joint and said, hey, I'd like a burger. And they're like, okay, you owe us 25 cents now. And a couple months from now, we're going to send you a bill. and But you probably shouldn't pay that bill because you know your food your food insurer <laughs> is is also gonna figure out how much you know you know how much they should pay based on what they've negotiated with us. Uh, and, and depending on where you are with your deductible, it may cost more or less at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year. And, and
0: you may not get one bill, right? You may get like four or five different bills from right. different departments,
1: right? Because you know, not only are you ordering a burger, you're also ordering fries. And we have one contract with the, the beef producers <laughs> and a different contract with the potato farmers. And, and so, if you
0: want pickles. Holy right. cow. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> that's that's an add-on that I'm not sure anybody knows how to calculate.
0: Wow. And it, it is true. And so you have a big job taking a lot of messy things and making it far less messy.
1: That's what we're attempting to do, yes. And how's it yeah. going? We've we've we're, we're we're making progress. Uh, you know, within our company, I think we've made a lot of progress over the last couple of years. There's a lot more to go. Uh, and I think the industry, as a whole, knows it needs to improve, but you know, despite the fact that it's a really large industry, almost twenty percent of the total economy there's that means that there's a lot of stakeholders, right you know hospital systems have a lot of employees that they care about, they have a lot of patients that they care about. Uh, Doctors' offices care about their employees and their patients. Uh, Legislatures care about uh, their large employers in the state. And then regulators and bureaucrats have... A, you know, stake in the whole system. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we as patients or members or consumers, depending on how we're interacting, we have a different name attached to us. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we sometimes feel powerless in the whole system because we don't know how much things pay and we don't know, uh, you know, if the quality of the service we're receiving is is great or average or, or below average. We just kind of... Uh, go to what's closest to where we happen to live. So there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, happen in this category that are very different than, than most consumer categories that we're used to.
0: And, and it's I was, I was going to ask that because I thought, and to go back to, you know, let's go order a hamburger, or there are too many chefs in the kitchen yes. for this kind of a thing. So now it's getting all of the chefs together to agree this is what this hamburger is going to look like and cost everybody.
1: Right. And and it sounds really easy to do that, but there's a political process and you know that right now. uh, It really doesn't sound easy. Getting anything (laughs) done politically is a little, is, is, is challenging.
0: Wow. And so, um, I mean, how did you even, I mean, how did you even start to tackle this? what, what, what steps did you take in the beginning? Without, thought, okay, I'm taking this on. I mean, this is a huge task.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> That's <laughs>
0: Dang it. I, why did I raise my hand again? <laughs> um,
1: you, know, I, you know, I guess you know, it starts with a little bit of my my personal history. I mentioned I've been with Centene for six years. That was uh, after 12 years at the Procter & Gamble Company. So I worked on Charmin and Bounty and Puffs and Duracell and Iams and Yukonuba Brands. Uh, Procter and Gamble recruited me from the U.S. Marine Corps, where I served for six and a half years. Was commissioned out of the Naval Academy, appointed from the state of Connecticut. So it's interesting to live in the Midwest here in in, in St. Louis as a as a New Englander. And yes. I do root for the Cardinals in the <laughs> National League, but I'm a Red Sox fan for the American League. All right, we'll uh, let we'll let you yeah, do that. Yeah, thank you. And, and I, you know, I'm married to my my senior prom date, and we have a couple of a couple of kids and, and three dogs. Uh, but really, how I got here was, you know, at Procter and Gamble, we're used to working on. Uh, products that people don't really care about, but are really important to their day to day life. Right, and we figure out how do we improve uh, those little moments of life that that make a difference. So, for instance, you know, bathroom tissue would be a, a hard product to live without. Right, it's a super important product. Ex- exactly. Like
0: if there's an apocalypse. I need to make sure I have a ton of it.
1: That's right. But but if you don't have any, you figure out a work you figure out a workaround. Healthcare is kind of the opposite end of that spectrum. It's really important. We tend to take it for granted until mm-hmm. we kind of re- really need it and then we just assume that, you know, the doctors know best, which they often do. These are very well-trained individuals, but at the end of the day, unless we're advocating for ourselves and and for our loved ones, we might be missing something so so how I wound up at Centene was the fact that this is a category that's really important it really matters to to all of us and yet we don't pay a lot of attention to it and I thought well if I can figure out how to sell toilet paper then maybe I can figure out how to improve the healthcare experience
0: I love it we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Dave Minafee. are back with Dave Menefee. Okay, so here you are. Let's let's go back to your example of, you know, the whole health thing. Until we're faced with it, we really don't understand it many times. And so, do you have any advice for those of us in the case that we all of a sudden like, wow, I'm dealing with this huge health issue. What now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is 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 pay attention to your your health on a daily basis. You know, fitness and exercise and and lifestyle are all really important factors that we we sometimes ignore. And then when you're faced with a health situation, pay attention. You know, uh, my mother had a health incident uh, a couple months ago, and thankfully she was paying attention to the fact that she hadn't received the full uh, prescription of her antibiotic. Part of that, I think, is because she's a nurse and, and right. she was paying extra attention, but I think her health could have been adversely affected if, if she kind of hadn't caught that mistake. And so as parents of children or as children of, of aging parents, I think it's really a responsibility that we need to thoughtfully take on to make sure that we're receiving the standard of care that we we should receive.
0: That makes sense. So I mean, really, it's you know, take it in your take responsibility for your own That's health right. in many ways. That's right. You can't leave it up to the corporations and the government and everybody right. else.
1: Right. Actions have consequences, and and uh, giving up your responsibility could have negative consequences. So let's let's pay attention.
0: So you are going to be one of our TEDx speakers.
1: Wait. What?
0: Oh surprise. <laughs> okay. No one's told you. <laughs> well, okay, you're gonna be on the stage on April twelfth. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's on my calendar. Right? This is not the first i I'm hearing about it.
0: And so how has that process been in, in being a part of it and working with your speaker fa- who's your speaker facilitator?
1: So Leia and Thomas are, oh, gosh. are helping me. Yeah, they're they're yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah, they've 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 been with us I think yeah. since day one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, watch TED talks. You know, my kids included are very excited about TED talks and say, "Oh, that's uh, you know something I want to put on my my bucket list." Most of the things on my bucket list are not as challenging and time intensive to plan and, and get ready for as as a TED talk. I think uh, you know on our orientation meeting, one of the previous uh, TED speakers had said, "You should." probably plan on investing about 40 hours in the preparation. That might be a little light,
0: but really? I, I think okay. there,
1: there is a lot of preparation. And the reality is we there's a difference between delivering a TED Talk and um, giving a, a presentation at work. You know, I can give a presentation at work with very little preparation because I, I know the content and I know my audience. Yeah you know, for a TED talk yes I still know my content but there's also a lot of information that the audience doesn't have about me that they're interested in you know right. what is my life sto- story what is uh, the reason they should listen to me on the, on, on on the topic and uh, oh, by the way, um, a dry, monotone delivery does not help engender a great audience <laughs> response. So maybe, maybe we ought to think about that and, and not just give a presentation, but prepare for a performance. And I think that's kind of part of what's different about a, a, a TED presentation versus a, you know at-the-podium work presentation.
0: Yeah. A, a lot of people don't really know the commitment that goes into that 18 minutes it, it, it just—they don't. It's yes. <laughs> amazing amount of work. So when people, you know, and it—I it, hope people can appreciate that so much more that you didn't just write it yesterday and pop right. up there and do your talk. It, it's like every word counts, every single moment counts, and you're taking people on a journey That's in that right. time.
1: That's right. And, and and I would say, you know, Mark Twain once said, I would write you a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. So there's a lot of time, energy, and effort that goes into getting down to 18 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, it's not just me working on this. You know, I've got coaches and great support staff uh, from the, the TEDx organization here in St. Louis and, and certainly wouldn't be able to do it w- without their help. But I've probably written Three or four times the amount of material <laughs> that I need in order to to right. to really crystallize my my thinking to to share it in a succinct, meaningful way.
0: But it's a cool. I mean, the, most of the um, speakers I, that, that I talk to say it's worth it.
1: Oh, it's totally worth it. I'm it just, not I mean totally I haven't even presented it. yet. Yeah, you know, assuming I don't have a heart attack and pass out on the stage. No, you, you know? won't. You will not. <laughs> right. It's don't uh, put that out there. Yeah, the no. the preparation I think is, is worth it, you know, just uh, just as a human being and changing the way we think about presenting our material.
0: Very cool. So you were telling me a story about one of your daughters and how she was excited about your talk.
1: Yes. So uh, my daughter was was very excited to hear that I was giving a TED Talk, uh, and she said, well, what are you talking about? And I, I said, well, consumerism and healthcare. And she said, oh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I don't want you, I don't want to hear about that. And he said, well, yes, you will. You will want to hear about it by the time uh, I'm done with it. So, you know, maybe more hamburger and toilet paper stories and, <laughs> in the, in the, in the talk to keep things interesting.
0: And will they be there? Will all your kids Yes, have, my. you have three kids? Two Did kids. You say so my, two kids? my
1: daughter's a senior in high school and my son is a is sophomore in high school and they are are uh, critical observers, so you know I'm working to impress them. So
0: you have more than just Thomas, Thomas and Leah as yes. your coaches. You yes. have family members. That's Do right. The dogs listen.
1: The dogs, uh, the dogs uh, interact. That's for for certain. I'm not sure if they're paying attention, but they're, they they let me know when they're displeased.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> they could help with your stage presence, That's right. exactly. maybe. Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: And how about your wife? Is she? Helping out? Oh, uh,
1: she's totally on board and, and a great supporter and an honest broker. Good. <laughs> but, you know, good. As, as good spouses are. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's what we do as yes. spouses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited. I, I wish I could be there this time. I'm not going to be there, but um, I mean, I get to watch it afterwards. You will, you will,
1: you will see it afterwards. I will yeah. get
0: to, you know, hear about it from our team, but. It's, we definitely appreciate the commitment you make to get this done. It's, well, thank
1: you. Thank you for being part of the support team. And I'm looking forward to uh, to giving a great talk on April 12th. And and for those of you who are listening to the podcast in arrears, if it's after April, April 12th, you will be able to find it online somewhere. That's I'm sure. right.
0: Just, just Google uh, it, right? Exactly. That's what we do. Well, we're going to take another quick break and we will be right back. And we are back, and it is question time. So Uh-oh. you're from the northeast. I am. Okay, and now here you are in St. Louis. Do we have some kind of weird food
1: here that you're just like, what? The, the gooey butter cake thing. I don't understand that at all. Really? It's, it's really. It's not that. It's not that good. Yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of it. Um, you know, the Ted Drews is good. You know, I think that gets a lot of popularity here yes. in St. Louis, and I think that that stands up to snuff. Uh, the you know the the deep fried everything. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> may, may, maybe that's 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 certainly you know a midwest go well, even phenomenon. go further south yes. and they'll yeah. deep fry. i mean yeah, it's exactly. even worse
0: the further south you go yes. with deep fried yeah. but really good i love gooey butter yeah. cake it's hard to get um, lobster
1: here too that's the other yeah. thing yeah
0: Damn-hmm. there's yeah. just not coming from any of the rivers right, around exactly. here that you'd want to exactly. know exactly <laughs> so do you miss right. that though i mean we he, do
1: we, we we miss it but for special occasions like the you know the Patriots being in the Super Bowl and things like that, my wife will fly in lobster and clam chowder. So we, you know, we we make it a family holiday. That sounds awesome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to your house next Super Bowl, just
0: in case you're wondering. Okay. So you have a hat? Yes. Are you a hat guy? Do you wear hats I, all the time? I,
1: I do. You kind of have to commit to the hat. This this hat is an interesting story. I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. Uh, yes. Do you see, so you've seen the, the 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 Netflix show Stranger Things. Yes, well, I have. Well, last year, my kids and I were watching Stranger Things, and uh, my my kids had interesting questions. Like my son was saying, "Dad, so you grew up in the '80s." Could, could you really ride your bike and be gone all day and your parents not know where you were? I'm like, yes. yeah, that was very <laughs> like, exciting to him to not, like, oh. to, to not be uh, tracked on his phone, you know, all the time. But he really liked uh, Hopper's hat. David Harbor is the the actor who plays Sheriff Hopper, uh, and so we started investigating. You know, what's the deal with this hat, and can we can we find out where you know where the hat comes from? And you know, on the second or third. Uh, page of search results, we found this obscure interview with uh, David Harbour, and uh, he was talking about the hat, he's got this friend a, a hat maker, Orlando Palacios, who runs a hat shop in New York City called Worth and Worth, and so we found out that Orlando had cr- crafted this hat for, for David based on a discussion of the backstory of the character, and I happened to be in New York a couple months later had some time to kill Found out that the hat shop was just a couple blocks from my hotel and decided to, you know, on a lark walk over there and, you know, you go through this back alley and take this elevator up to the fifth floor and the elevators opened up and and uh, this guy was standing there and he says, Hello, I'm Orlando. <laughs> welcome to welcome to my welcome to my shop. It's like and he I was said, waiting for you. It was like he was waiting for me. I said, Oh my gosh, I gotta tell you the story. My my kids and I watched Stranger Things. We tracked down this hat. He's like, Oh, yeah, you know, can I tell you the story about the hat? I'm like, I would love for you to tell me the story. He said, Well, we decided that Hopper had this grandfather who was an oil tycoon and would wear this Stetson open road hat. And it got passed down to the sheriff and so it's worn uh it's kind of beat up a little bit the ribbon is gone but you can see where the sun stains and, and bleached the hat and do you want to see the hat i said well, yes the hat well he the style of I the gotcha. hat okay uh and so long story short uh you know i got the father's day special discount on the hat and this is a hopper hat and i said well if i you know Bought the hat from the guy who made the hat for David Harbor. Then I got to commit to it and, and wear it. So I, I wear the hat. I love yeah. it. That's awesome yes. story.
0: <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad I asked about the hat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just say, "Oh, that's an interesting hat," and uh, you got five minutes of content. That's uh, but that's good. <laughs> that's this is you have another right. TED talk that's in your right. future. That's I right. just know it.
0: So all right. So tell me about the kids. Like you said, you watch Stranger Things. Um, is there another show that you guys just love?
1: Well, you know, with my daughter, we're watching Suits right now, uh, which is, you know, kind of a lawyer uh, soap opera, I guess you'd call it. But we also, as a family, really like to watch uh, cooking shows. Okay. Sh- Chef's Table on Netflix is a great show. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. They basically profile a, a chef kind of in, in their restaurant and what they're doing with food and cuisine to kind of breakthrough it. and it's uh, we like it because it, it's certainly interesting it's like the old A&E biographies kind of on the chef but it's also very beautifully shot Ooh. so they show the surroundings of the the countryside if they're in a you know a different location and and uh, you know the food looks good enough to eat
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love foodie things right. though so yes. that's cool. <laughs> yes. All
1: right. Well, well so
0: tell me. I mean, what else do you want to share with us? Is there anything else you want to tell us about Centene or
1: anything? Yeah, well, Centene is a is a growth company here in St. Louis doing really fantastic things for the underserved populations. Our our primary product is is uh, Medicaid. Uh, which serves the, the needs of the, the underserved and the lower-income populations here in the United States. Our purpose is to transform the health of the community one person at a time, which we think is something worthwhile and, and noble, and I think that drives everything that we do. I think that's a big part of our success is that we are a purpose-driven organization, and uh, it's, a great, it's a great place to work, and I'm really proud to be part of that organization.
0: That's awesome, and we thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, thank you, Dave. I'm excited to see your talk. So I'll catch it afterwards. And everyone out there, be sure to go to Think Viral on April 12th and see Dave's talk. And you have been listening to Mishmash. So be sure to go to iTunes and subscribe. Everybody have a great day.